Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is an accomplished UFC fighter, Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion, and the author of the great book, Gospel Fire, Mr. Elliot Marshall. Thank you for joining me. What's up, James? How are you, man? I'm good. First of all, um, I truly want to thank you for doing this. I know you got a busy schedule. You run a school, you write books, you do a podcast. So for you to carve out this time to do this, man, I'm truly honored and I appreciate it. Oh, man, there's nothing more. Yeah, I can. Yeah, there's nothing more important, man, than giving you time, you know? So in like trying to, uh, like you said, I have a podcast and you're trying to build your podcast, you know? So uh, yeah, I want people to help me build mine. So I got to help people build theirs. you right. You know, we got, we got to yeah. help each other in this game. Definitely. So I'm, I want to, first of all, I've, I've got, I got introduced you. Well, first of all, I, I knew you from the UFC days, watching the ultimate fighter and watching UFC. But then I heard you on a podcast, the Ariel Hawani show, mm-hmm. and you just talked about your struggles with depression and, and the other um, issues. And you decided to write the book, The Gospel Courage. How did you get the, I mean, sorry, Gospel Fire is the book. Yeah. How did you get the courage to be so transparent with the book? So the, uh, my struggle with anxiety is what made me become transparent. Um, the way I got out was just to let people in, you know, and to, to not try to hide and run from it in, in the sense that, uh, that there was something that I needed to be shameful of, that there was something that, that was like uh, I needed to like not let other people see and, and all of these things. Look, it's part of me and my, and, and my anxiety. Um, it's, it's, a, it's the flip side of, of one coin. It's heads and tails. You know, I got the devil on one shoulder and I got the little angel on the other and they're both anxiety, you know? So what makes me amazing is also what makes me uh, not amazing. That's my, you know, and it can be my anxiety, both ends of it, you know? So there's some things about my anxiety that have been really great for me. Um, there's some things about my anxiety that have been this great struggle. But uh, if you can really start to look at everything, even your struggles as something that will guide you and teach you and, and make you a more skillful person, well, then we don't have to really be worried about what other people are going to think about it. How long did it take you to write the book? Seven months, eight months. Wow. It's, like I said, it's an amazing book. I heard you talking about it on, um, like I said, on Hawani's show. And then I got home. As soon as I got home, I made sure to order it. And then it got there. That's probably the fastest I've got a book and read. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy read, man. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not the best reader. So I, I, didn't, I didn't want it to be too difficult to read. So, yeah, you can get it done in a couple hours. <laughs> And throughout the book, you mentioned something. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Stoicism? Stoicism. What, what is that exactly? Mm, it's, it's an idea. Uh, it's kind of, it's not a religion because there's no God, you know? Uh, how do I sum it up? I'm trying to think how you can sum it up. It is an idea that everything that in your life is one for you, you know, is controlled by you. Two, uh, that you can do it. You know, you have to learn how to love fate. You know, it's about loving fate, the good and the bad. Uh, and that, you know, uh, whatever, whatever comes your way, you can handle, you know. Uh, 
And it, it just takes me down a path where I, uh, it gets me out of my uh, anxieties faster. Like when, when I call the devil, when the devil comes and gets its hook in on me for a second, you know, when I, when I use the things that I learned through stoicism and a little bit of Buddhism, uh, it gets me, uh, yeah, it gets me, gets me through it a little quicker. It, it passes faster because everything will pass, you know, nothing stays. Sometimes we want it to pass a little faster than it does, but we don't really have any control of that. And when we start to focus on, you know, when you're anxious or depressed or whatever it is, you're like, come on, it's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go. Man, that's its fuel. You know, you have no control over that. You're actually making it worse because all you're doing is focusing on, on the anxiety, the depression or the bad. Um, where if you just say hello to it, you know, and this is what stoicism really helps me with. I just say hi to it when it comes. I say, "Hey, what's up, homie?" And then I just let it, uh, you know, and I just let it sit there. It's it's gonna it's gonna be there. It's not gonna be there, you know. I'm gonna go about my day because my day I have control over. Like what I do, like how how I treat people, I control that. Uh, how I teach my jujitsu classes, I control that. How I how I deal with my kids, I control that. You know, my wife, I control that. If I exercise, I control that. Uh, if I eat healthy, I control that, you know, but these other outside forces, COVID, no control, uh, uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. What you, so wh why are you going to sit here and focus on that shit? <laughs> do you remember, do you remember who and, and when you were introduced to it? Stoicism? Ah, oh, man. So everyone think you know, everyone was in introduced to it early, right? You say, oh, that person's stoic. And you think, they sit there and they just have no emotion. And that's not what stoicism is. Stoicism is just being aware of your emotions. Um, so I was introduced to it really, uh, I don't know, 19, 18, something like that. Uh, didn't really pay too much attention to it. And then, you know, like I said, the devil came to say hello and the devil didn't want to leave. So uh, I didn't, you know, I had to make, I had to, I had to learn how to take some steps for myself. Now we you you mentioned how important um, jujitsu is to you. Mm -hmm. How did you get into it? I've been doing martial arts since I was six years old, uh, and then the guys that I was doing it was karate back in the eighties, you know. And the guys that I was doing karate with, they started doing jujitsu and they introduced me to it. And then when I moved out to Colorado, I met my teacher and business partner. His name was Amal, and uh, yeah, man, I cleaned the school for a couple for like a year, six months or something, and I started teaching and. Yeah, I've been doing martial arts since I was six years old, so, you know. One of the most impactful statements you made in the book was, jujitsu saved your life. How is yeah. that? It taught me how to suffer. Wow. You know, yeah, it taught me how to suffer. It taught me how to deal with, with, uh, with bad times, <laughs> you know, because, every, because everyone's come, like, uh, someone's going to get their arm around your neck when you, when you train jujitsu. You know, and you're going to, and, and you are controlless, you, you know, like you don't, you don't have much control at this point and you are going to have to stay calm and you're going to have to not freak out because freaking out is going to get you choked out. Can you stay calm in the worst times, right? In the worst times, can you stay calm? And then can you, uh, just maneuver your way through, you know, and that's, what's going to give you the best chance. It doesn't always give you a win. Right. Like you ha like everyone always wants to win and that's not the case, but we just want to increase our odds, you know, 
And have you ever seen the movie Fight Club? You know what? No, I haven't seen that. All right, well, go see, go see Fight Club, you know? And there's a line in the movie where it says, after fighting, everything else gets the volume turned down. And that's what I happens. All these, I get all these movies confused. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah. that movie, oh, too. I need to check it out. It's old, yeah. Like 1998, <laughs> something, 99, something like that. You know, maybe 2000. You want a funny story about that movie? Sure, go ahead. Is, is this a PG podcast or not a PG podcast? Oh, listen, this is this is just your journey, brother. Tell it how right, you man. want to tell it. So when I went, I went the first time I saw that movie, I was I went out on a date and I was trying to get laid, right? And it didn't go that way. And then I hated the fucking movie, right? I was like, man, this fucking movie, you know, I thought it was the movie. I wasn't, I wasn't owning my own shit for for fucking up, you know? But then like saying, I wouldn't watch it again forever. And then all of a sudden, I, for some reason, I watched it again, you know? And then I was like, oh man, it's a good movie, man. Maybe it was just me, you know? Maybe I'm going to fuck up that date. <laughs> <laughs> So you went into it with the wrong mindset. Uh, well, I wasn't really caring about the movie. I was trying to get some pussy, bro. <laughs> you trained jujitsu pretty much since you were 16. So that's a good chunk of your life. 19, yeah, 19. What are some of the similarities? Oh, 19. Yeah. You should have started at 19? I started jujitsu at 19. Oh, I started martial arts at six. Oh, okay, okay. I knew I heard that six somewhere. What are some of the similarities between life and jujitsu? It's gonna it's gonna get tough. <laughs> you know, no matter how skillful you are at it, you're it's gonna there's gonna you're gonna slip, you're gonna make a wrong move. COVID comes, whatever it is, you gotta just sit with somebody on top of you trying to choke you, right? And that's where we all are right now, right? Like like the universe, you know, is saying, hey. You guys don't have any control over this. And everyone's trying to say, oh, do this or do that, you know, and make these moves, man. We don't know what the move is. What's the move with COVID? Do we know? <laughs> no, right? Ah, oh, the schools are open. Ah, oh, don't wear a mask. Oh, wear a mask. Oh, the schools are closed. Oh, that, 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 that. Right? So like I said, man, you know, COVID's got us right now. And everyone wants to like make this move, you know? And sometimes in jiu-jitsu, the move is no move. You know, the move is just to, like, you got to wait this out a little bit. And we got to wait this out. When you, when you practice in jujitsu, because I'm just want to focus on that for a sec, because I've never grappled a road or anything like that. So there's times where you actually have to relax or you'll get choked out. Well, if somebody has like one arm on your neck, right? Let's say they have, you know, and you're like defending a little bit. Sometimes you just have to sit here and hold their arm right? Like, and pull it down a little bit. Mm. And you just have to be calm, you know? And the, the answer is calmness. The answer is to be chill and still, you know? And like, see, let, let's see if they'll make a move. Look, they have to open a door for you to be able to escape when they want to make their next move. It's if you're freaking out, right? You know, um, how can I put this another way? Um, let's, uh, Let's look at it like this. You're in an argument with your wife. Everyone's been in an argument with their spouse, right? Mm -hmm. You know how a lot of times when you get in those arguments or really with anybody, you're not really listening to what the person's <laughs> saying. You're just waiting for your turn to fucking respond, right? <laughs> like, you're like, all right, your turn, your turn, your turn. Uh, yeah, I didn't even fucking listen to what you said. Fuck you, right? Like, <laughs> 
you know? So that's what we do a lot. We, you know, and what jujitsu teaches us to do is you have to pay attention to that other person, right? You, you, you have to, and to see what's going on. Sometimes you just have to sit there and actually listen, just like in an argument with your wife, right? Like you just have, if, if you just listen to what she's saying, it might go a little better than man. You'd be like, man, this fucking, she's saying this. And she's, <laughs> you know, and you're, and then you're just like, and then you say something stupid. <laughs> How long did it take you to actually get to the point where you were, when you were practicing your jujitsu, you could actually like calm down because that was, what uh, was it takes so years, years. Wow. Yeah. Years. You, you know, still, it ha still, you blow it, you know, it's just an ego. It, you know, you, ha you have to learn how to let go of that ego, you know, mm. like if you can't let go of that ego, then man, it's uh, it can be tough. In the book, you mentioned focusing on your why as opposed to your what mm -hmm. why is that so important because what you're going to do changes all the time mm. you wow. know so you'll just go you know it's like a like a dog and a squirrel you know boom boom boom, boom squirrel 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 right you just do whatever the fuck you want why are you doing it man what's the purpose you know what is your why uh, to be the best parent possible. Man, that's great. It's, 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 it's weird because, like I said, when I read the book, that was something that I never really considered, just focusing on why I'm doing something. It's just yeah. a lot of times I'm moving, moving and moving, but I never really focused on why I was doing something. Why are you doing this podcast? Why you, would you hit me up? Because, I, first of all, when I read your story, I loved it. And I said, you know what? I got to get him on my show. And I reached out and it's been a couple months, but you know, because ironically, cause you mentioned COVID. Mm -hmm. So you had to do your school thing, which I totally understood. And yeah. we had some hiccups, but everything came together. So the why for my podcast is just to elevate people. Like that's my sole mission. I love telling people stories. I love to give people a platform to mention their journey. My podcast is kind of like a, like an autobiography. It's like a snapshot of your life. And I just, that's what my platform does. It provides you a chance to tell your story in a quick snapshot, a snapshot, a quick snapshot of your, yeah. of your story. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Cause you have a podcast too. Uh -huh. I want to help people find their power. Wow. You know, I want, cause everyone's got it. Everyone's got something. You know, everyone, everyone has something where uh, they can be amazing at. They can, you know, and it doesn't mean, and it's got nothing to do with money, right? You might not make a lot of money. You might, you might not become rich and famous. You, like, I, I, that's not everyone's unique gift, you know? Uh, but it's something that can make you amazing and make you feel very, very fulfilled in your life, you know? And... Uh, that's why I do my podcast. You also do a lot of coaching. That's, that's very important. So how did you get into that? I've been teaching martial arts ever since I was 13. So I'm going to pour another cup of coffee. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, I've been teaching martial arts ever since I was 13 years old. So it's just something that kind of always came naturally to me. And it's part, it's part of my thing, right? I do, I do, you know, I, uh, so it, it lines up with BPP, be the best parent possible. Right. Like, so how do you, how do you become the best parent possible? Uh, 
you show them and model what you feel is the best adult, you know, and that's what I do. I model the best adult. And so coaching is part of my thing. It helps people find their power. I have a gift, right? I, I have this gift that is martial arts. Uh, and the goal with your get the goal with, with life a little bit, right. Is you have to discover what your power is and then you got to give that shit away for free. You know, you just got to give it away. So my, my gift is teaching people. My gift is, is, is jujitsu, uh, martial arts, you know? So yeah, you just give it away. Here we go. Let's go. Who wants to come? How old were the students you were teaching when you were 13? Oh, uh, they were kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> kids. But then they turned it by, by the time I was 15, it was adults. I was running adults classes, 60 people, man. You know, I've been teaching martial arts my whole life. Like, this is all I, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not very skillful at a lot of things, you know, but I'm, uh, I can teach some martial arts and I can make some fucking barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture the other day. You said you go open up a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opening up any fucking restaurant, man. No way. But I can make some barbecue, bro. Those are the two things I can do pretty decently. What is it like? Because you you've trained in, now you've trained elite level athletes doing mm -hmm. this. So what is it like when you when you're cornering them and you're watching them and you see them actually out there competing? What is that like for you? It's intense, man. You know, it's very intense because it's on. Uh, you're not, you're, you're just thinking about what's got to get done. You're thinking about the task at hand. It's cool. But I love teaching everybody. It doesn't matter. Like when I show, I got to teach tonight. When I show up to teach tonight, I'm stoked, man. I don't care who it is I'm teaching. As long as that person is super stoked and wanting to be there and really engaged in learning, I don't care who I'm teaching. Like, it's cool. Don't worry. It's an ego boost to walk out for the UFC, right? Like, that's cool. Uh, it's cool to see if you can, uh, test the skills at the highest level, right? Like, and, and see, you get to really, uh, you get to really, uh, test to see what works. You are, you're a pressure cooker, you know? So don't get me wrong. It's super cool. But even my fighters that I have, I don't have a lot. The team has a lot of fighters. I don't work with a lot of fighters personally. I have to have this connection where we, where we mold and we jive and, uh, uh, I, I got to be in it for the betterment of the human being, not, not to win a championship. Even though championship is part of the goal, right? Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that's what you all get in that ring for, is right. to, <laughs> to get to the highest level. You actually competed in the UFC at the highest level. What is it like to be in an MMA fight? <laughs> uh, before the MMA fight, scary as fuck. Uh, in the MMA fight, you're just doing what you're doing. Like, you don't, it's just autopilot. It's intense. What's, why is it so scary before the fight? I'm going to fight you next Saturday at six o'clock in front of 2 million people. Mm. And this is your whole <laughs> fucking life. If, if you show up and win, you get $20,000. I'm sorry. If you show up, if you show up, you get $20,000. If you win, you get another 20. Okay. So then you do this three times a year, let's say I just picked a random number of 20, right? And this is how you're going to make all your money for the year and support your family and do everything. And you don't, and all your life is, is invested in this. And you do that three times a year at 15 minutes. So your whole life, your whole year, like the way you're going to judge your whole year, successful, skillful, all that is going to be based on about 45 minutes of time. 
What if you have a bad 45 fucking minutes, man? You know, I, I, <laughs> I never really thought about it that way because I watch, so I watch a lot of UFC. Uh-huh. But, you know, a lot of times, let's be honest, the people who move the needle water, you know, the McGregor's and the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DC's and the, now yeah. the Jorge Masvidal's. So those guys are kind of like already set, but it's the lower, you know, the lower tier guys is coming up that really face that huge amount of pressure. And I just... No, everyone, they face it too. George St. Pierre faces it too. That's why he retired. It's just so much pressure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. I was only talking about the money aspect. Just the money aspect. Yeah, the money aspect. But yeah, but... Still, think about it from from there. Like, you know, so so they're making a lot of money. Like, so Connor's kind of passed the game, you know? But the rest of the guys, they don't don't have fuck you money, you know? They They don't have, like, they're 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 good but you know like dc's coming up on good but let's say masvidal right masvidal what's he have a couple million bucks he's 35 years old yeah well what's he okay so you got you got three million dollars you he won three million dollars let's say right let's okay okay, let's go let's let's just go five because it's an easier number okay right off the top 20 percent is going out for coaching Mm. okay so 20% is going out for coaching. So what's, what are we looking at now? That's like... That's a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a million bucks. Okay? So now he's down to $4 million, Okay? Now, look, you're, he's going to have to spend to do his camps and, and everything. It's going to be another couple hundred grand, you know, that what, what it takes to have a camp, you know? And then he's going to have to pay taxes on that money, right, at 33%. You know, on the four million, so let's just cut that into a third and say that's another 1.2 million, right? So on his five, now he's only really looking at three or two and a half, right? And let's say he breaks his arm right now or busts his knee, breaks his neck, you know, and then doesn't, doesn't fight again. Let's say he's just got to retire. Something happens to him, you know? He's got three million bucks, two and a half million bucks. He's 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. You, you you wouldn't make i mean just think about that that's gonna make you what how long you and you you know he's not living off fucking ramen <laughs> <laughs> i think the versace robe he was wearing proved yeah that. man yeah <laughs> he's got like 10 of those bitches <laughs> right he's got, he's got he's got he's got like 200 grand in fucking robes yeah so yeah. i just, guess we're not looking at it that way yeah it's a look, Connor's Connor's good. But like even Tyson went broke, man. Tyson got out of prison with 350 million fucking dollars. Yeah. And then he went broke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That should that should have been fuck you money, right? That's fuck you money. 350 million, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, million, definitely. definitely. 2 million is not fuck you money. 5 million is not fuck you money. You're doing all right. But you can't like depending on how old you are look five million bucks at 70 you're straight you know <laughs> <laughs> so what is fuck you money then at, at our age because we about the same age how old are you i'm 40 you're yeah i'm just turned 42 as 40 as well uh what's fuck you money you gotta you gotta get to at least 50 or 100 million man what 
What kind of lifestyle you want, Lynn? He said, God. fuck you money. Fuck you money is when you can tell anybody, fuck you, no matter what, right? We said, fuck you money, bro. We didn't say, like, live a good life. Like, live a good life is totally different. We said, fuck you money. Fuck you money is a different gig. Right, you know? Uh, you know what? I need to. I can need to find what living good money is and fuck you money, because that I guess that does make a difference. No, man. Like Joe Rogan just got fuck you money, right? Joe Rogan just podcast two hundred million, right? That's fuck you money. You yeah, know? that's yeah, that's. But, but he had fuck you money before, right? Because he could tell, like he like fuck you money is when you get to say what it is you're gonna do no matter what. That's fuck you money. Yeah, he definitely got it. If somebody came and put $5 million in front of you, you don't have fuck you money. If they're like, yo, here's $5 million, you got to go do this. And you don't want to do that, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Then you don't have fuck you money. <laughs> <laughs> so it just depends. You know, I, I don't know. It's different for everyone. For me, fuck you money. Like, I got to make sure my kids are okay and my kids, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a... Okay, so like for example, I don't need a yacht, right? Like okay. I don't want a yacht. Yachts are yachts in my opinion are dumb. It'd be cool. Like if I had fuck you money, like all right, I want a private jet. Because I want a private jet, hold on, because I don't want to waste my time. I hate standing in fucking line, right? I agree. It drives me fucking insane. So if I had fuck you money, the first thing I would do is get a jet because therefore then I could just like, there's an airport like 10 minutes from my house, like a little one. I could just drive to the airport, drop my, leave my house a half an hour before my flight, drive there, drop the car. They move it for you. Right. I don't want a private jet for the, the, the prestige of a private jet. I just don't want to fucking wait in line anymore. I don't give a fuck about anything else about on the private jet. I just don't want to wait in line. I don't want to deal with the airport. Like I have TSA pre-check. I have clear, like I have everything when you go to the airport. So I have to wait as little as possible. I don't blame you. Yeah, man. Fucking sucks. Yeah, Yeah, man. I can't, (laughs) it drives me insane because time is our greatest asset. Yeah. Right. It's the, and and there's, it's, it's, it's finite. You can't get more of it. Yeah, that's true. You know, when it runs out, it runs out. Done. Check. Checkmate. You know, where money, man, fuck, you can make money, lose money. Who, you know, that like, but time, if you, if you run out of time, fucked. Yeah. You, you talk, this book was so great because it, it just hit so many things. Like you was talking about living in the moment. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to elaborate more on that. It's the only thing you got, bro. You don't have anything else other than right now. Yeah. Think about it, right? Think, think about it when you, so this is part of stoicism, right? 10 minutes ago when the, when the recording went out for a second, mm-hmm. right? Right now you're thinking about it, right? That's yeah. just a thought you're having in the present. <laughs> you don't have anything else. You got nothing else other than this right here. So why the fuck are you going to waste your time worrying about what already happened or what's coming down the road? Yeah. Deal, deal with today. Are you okay? And this is, this is something that helped me get out of my anxiety that helps me today. You know, when it starts like ramping up, you know, and mm-hmm. I can feel it and I'm upset and I'm crying in the middle of the fucking night, you know, I have to ask myself, am I okay right now? And then I have to repeat it. You are okay. Because that, the truth is right now I am okay. Mm. Wow. 
It's just just the simple ways you break down things in this book. Like, I find it amazing because it's I like stole it all. I stole it all. None of it's original. That's okay. Because, man, <laughs> <laughs> they stole it too. They did too. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point is it for to reach the person who needed it, and I yeah. needed it at that day. So. It was important for me. So thank you. Good. I don't yeah, care if you stole it. Thank I stole it. Yeah, somebody, yeah, no worries, man. Because guess what? Somebody's listening to this podcast and they're going to steal it. They so. might steal it too. <laughs> I don't have one original recipe the way I make barbecue. I just fucking stole that shit. I just, just like, with the way, yeah, I, oh, there, I like that piece you just steal. That's all we all, that's all anybody does. Who knows what the original thought was? Listen, you talk about, plus, one of the big things you focus on a lot is community. Mm hmm. What is why is that important as opposed to ourselves and just our home? Did you ever do anything by yourself, man? Have you ever have you ever been successful by yourself? No. Oh well, there it is. So if it's not if it's not a, if it, and any time you have, it's not that great. It's not that cool, right? It's like ah, whatever. That was all right. But when you when when a team does something, right? Even in a fight, a team does it, right? Like the fighter goes out there and fights, but he can't do it by himself. You know, yeah. nobody did anything by themselves. The, the idea of a self-made man is not possible. It, it's not true. You didn't make yourself, you know, somebody, somebody somewhere helped you. And that's the, that's what we have to do. Like we, we just have to help more. Uh, and for me, in my opinion, uh, that's just the way to go. You talk about coaching a lot. What is the most rewarding thing about coaching for you? To see the growth of an individual. You know, I love to see the growth of an individual. Uh, just to, yeah. And, you know, from my, from my UFC fighters to, to, my, to the most unskillful, unathletic student that I have at the school, whoever that may be, uh, to see them gain that confidence in themselves, to see them grow as a person, to see them uh, just really uh, just become more skillful in their life and to see that change, uh, man, that's, it's, so, it's so amazing. If I were to ask you, why should I practice jujitsu, mm. what would your response be? It's going to save your life, man. Wow. Yeah, because it's going to teach you how to dance with the devil. Man. You know, it's gonna teach you. It's gonna teach you how to dance with the devil because you're gonna get in there. It's gonna, you're gonna get choked out. You're not gonna be very skillful at it. You know, it's it's gonna be frustrating. It's gonna break your ego. You're gonna cry. You're gonna be you're gonna be physically sore. Uh, it gets you in shape. Uh, it, it finds a community for you. It does everything. You don't need anything other than jujitsu, in my opinion. You know, I don't have it. Like, there's not a single thing in my life that I don't have other than my mom and dad and my sister. That that uh, you know, my my original. Uh, nuclear family. I, mm -hmm. I don't have a single thing in my life outside that didn't come from jujitsu in some way. I met wow. my wife. I went, I met my wife at a job that I got because of jujitsu. Damn. So <laughs> nothing, not a single fucking thing, you know, man, that that's amazing. Just the fact that you've just jujitsu ties so much into everything you've done. And it, look, it just, and it, and it draws so many people. Right. You just you doctors and lawyers and, and like, you know, my lawyer, jujitsu, my doctor, jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> my accountant, jujitsu. My friends, jujitsu. Most of them, you know, I don't really have many friends. 
outside wow. of jiu-jitsu you know like but I, I do like my neighborhood you know mm-hmm. but i don't know if i'd have my neighbor i wouldn't live in this fucking house if it weren't for jiu-jitsu so fuck it you know like yeah. man I, I don't have any like my my life was made by fighting in jiu-jitsu and how long do you think you'll continue to um practice and coach until the until the day i die as long you know if i'm if i'm moving and i'm and i'm not in a fucking bed look i don't go it's not work for me i don't i don't go to that academy because i have to you know i feel a, a great responsibility to my to the students you know to show up and give them everything that i that i have been given in the world uh so yeah it, it's a it's a great responsibility that i have so yeah. Does that responsibility create pressure on you? Of course. Of course it does. Okay. Yeah, of course it does. It's part of my it's part of the demon that I have, right? You know, I said the flip side of the same coin in the beginning. It it can be a motherfucker, bro. You know? It can it can it can it can suck sometimes. It can it can overwhelm you. But you know. Do you find sometimes going to class has like giving you therapy, has giving you like a release? Oh yeah, because it puts it makes you look. All the things that I've talked that we've talked about at the moment and that like being in the present, like it, it's hard work. It's not easy to do. But when you go teach the class, yeah, you're in the moment, right? It's like when you like when you fight. The reason that the reason that jujitsu again is so important when somebody puts their arm on your neck, and I keep using this, you are not thinking about God damn man last night. That shit, you know, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you're thinking about is right now. Like, how do I deal with this, this thing? You know? So it puts you, it, this is what it does. This is why it's so powerful. Because you can't, you can't get away from it. You know? There's no team. It's just you and that other person. And when you want to talk about community again, look, you and I are going to train. We're in the school, right? I have to, I'm going to try to kill you. You're going to try to kill me, right? But we have to do it really nicely. We have to take care of each other, right? It's not this thing where I can break you, right? Because if I break you, then, then I don't have anybody to train with. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, and, yeah, I need, and I need jujitsu and, and you need jujitsu. So, man, we, got, we have to do this in a cooperative way. And maybe I'm 250 pounds and maybe you're 130 pounds. So we, we have to do this in a way that is, is uh, intense still. But works for both of us. You have to learn how to take care of somebody. How much money you make doesn't matter. What car you drive doesn't matter. How good looking your wife is doesn't matter. You know, if you, if you know, for all of that stuff, nothing matters. All that matters is we shake hands and we got to do this. We got to, we have to do the two opposite ends of the spectrum. We have to try to choke each other on, choke each other out, but we'll tap, right? And I have to really, really care about you so I don't actually hurt you. So both, like, they're, they're the farthest opposites, right? Like, they couldn't be more opposite. Wow. But that's, what, that's the power, right? Like, nothing's, nothing's black and white like that. I got to ask you a question as a fan, because I yeah. know you've been watching a lot of fights. Which one do you prefer, fans or no fans? Mm, what you'll see, notice when you watch the no fans fight, right right now when somebody gets knocked out right the mm-hmm. other person doesn't really celebrate they get real uh, they get real they go oh shit 
and they get real nervous for this person. They want to make sure that person's okay. They're happy for a moment, right? They're relieved. They won. They're good. But then they're over there with that person. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You know what? I, now that you mention it, because I, it's, it's funny because as soon as you said it, the first fight I thought about was the Cejudo fight, mm-hmm. him and um, Cruz. And he, he may, you, and we, Cejudo, look, people can say what they want. Cejudo, a great fighter to me. Of course. I think he's top. I think he's one of the best. I mean, Olympic gold. I'm not a fan, but he's a great fighter. Yeah. So once he won, he did celebrate a little bit, but I noticed he did bring it down. Comes down real fast. Yeah. Because you have somebody that's hurt over here. Hmm. So I guess you think they, they, the fighters just feed off that energy of the, the crowd. Energy of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the energy of the crowd just goes, you know? It just pumps you up because you are, because there is so much anxiety inside, you know? Hmm. But you're just I seeing... even heard Gaethje mention that. He was talking about if he, um, when he fought Ferguson, he was saying, mm-hmm. like, he's kind of glad that it wasn't a crowd because usually he feeds off the crowd. But when he got hurt, he was able to just compose himself because he wasn't thinking about getting it back so soon. Right. Yeah. Man. That's it's crazy. I don't, I don't know. It's I'm see. I'm used to the no fans because if you watch the Ultimate Fighter, of course there wasn't any fans. Yeah. So I used to like watching those fights. I mean, the only thing I didn't like it was two rounds. That was the only. I mean, listen. I'm I'm only speaking as a fan. I'm sure a fighter yeah. like look. No, we don't want two rounds. I hate two rounds. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So you would have preferred the three. Well, two rounds, man. Like. Yeah. It's, it's hard to. It, it, yeah, you got to win a fight. <laughs> what, what, you know, when it's one-to-one, like, you know, you prepare your whole life for three rounds. And for me, uh, I, I was a, I'm a later round fighter. You know, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very athletic. I'm not very explosive. Um, so, but I, I had, but my defense is solid, you know? So I'm a later round fighter because I, I can't, I'm not, when, when you're dealing with athletes, right, you know, I, uh, I, I don't have that go out and kill right away. I don't, I don't have – that's not in my DNA a little bit, you know. Um, but if we can get later, I mean, I, I want seven rounds, bro. What? Yeah, man, I'll see what happens when we get tired. Just fuck. I, you know, it's interesting because I thought with you being a grappler in the jujitsu – you know, you start to get sweaty. So doesn't that make it hard to apply the submissions? In 15 minutes, it can. Yeah, I agree with you. People can survive. So they still got some fight left at 15 minutes. But at, at, at 30 minutes, now we're talking a different fucking ball game. <laughs> you can take somebody into the deepest water, right? And you can make them want to quit, you know? And you can, it's not, you know, it's like, uh, it's like this. If I give you a can of food, right? A can of food and four bottles of water. And I put you on an island. And I say, I'll be back in one week. You'll be there. You'll make it, right? Yeah. If I take that same can of food and those same four bottles of water and I put you on that island and I know I'm coming back in a week. But I look at you and go, see when I see you, homie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna be there in a week man you're not gonna be there but you're gonna die Damn. right you do Damn. different things when there's no clock to save you 
you do, you act differently from minute one. You act differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. From the very first minute you'll act differently because you have to, you have, you know, you can't do it the same. So look, a fight, what a fight looks like in 35 minutes. Whew, people are tired, bro. Yeah. Are tired so you would, so it would be, so how would you, it would be seven, five minute rounds. No, that's just me. I would, I don't want rounds. Oh, no rounds, period. Yeah, I just want to fight. For 35 minutes? Until the fight's over. No wow. clock that can ever save you. Now, look, that doesn't work, right? Like, like the first UFCs, that's how I like it, you know, for me personally. Like okay. when I, I like no, like, so when I compete, so I still like no time limit, you know? Like I prefer the no time limit format because whatever, who cares? Let's see who, let's see who wins. Wow. So basically, so there would be no judge then. No, no judges. Oh, wow. Or, or like look, or if you put a time, just no scoring, just who got the closest to finishing the fight. If you had to have judges, you know, who got the closest to finishing? Cause that's the goal. Okay. Right? That's the goal. Damn. Hmm. But look, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. You, can, you can't have a sport wrapped around that. <laughs> we're, we're just talking about my ideal, right? Like, you know, if, if I had fuck you money, this is what I'd be doing. I'd be putting but, on. You know, yeah. but, but I will say it's, it's not a bad idea because yeah, but you can't I'm sure get, you're not the only one that thinks like this. Yeah, but you can't get commissions to sanction it. You have to have rounds. You have to have scoring. You know, the commissions have to sanction it for the safety of the fighter. Yeah. So that's where it gets that's where it gets all hairy. Still interesting though. <laughs> a brother can dream, man. <laughs> I gotta close I gotta close with with yeah. the book. Yeah. What do you what is the biggest thing you want the reader to take away from the book? <sighs> biggest thing I want the reader to take away from the book that you can do it, man. That you can do it. You know? That it can it might be hard. It might be really difficult. It might feel like you can't do it, you know, but you can do it. You know, you, you can really do it. And you, you're going to need help. You're going to need people. You're going to need people who love you. You're going to have to love people. You're going to have to be really vulnerable, you know, but man, you can do it. Whatever it is. Don't let anybody ever tell you that, that you can't do it. That's a great way to end it. Yeah. Brother, look, I want to thank you again. It's truly been an honor and pleasure talking with you. Um, I love the book, and I hope the people who listen to this podcast will pick up the book and read it because it's an excellent read, and I promise you it'll help you. I appreciate it, James. Thanks for hitting me up, man. You know? Def oh, before Thanks we go, let's make yeah. sure we tell the people how to follow you. Uh, at Fire Marshal 205 on the gram, baby. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I have Facebook, but Facebook fucking sucks these days. Uh, Twitter, Twitter sucks. So I'm fire marshal 205 on Twitter too, but I don't really answer. Sorry. Uh, I'm basically just on the gram. My podcast is the gospel of fire. You can get that everywhere on Apple Stitcher. It's all over the place. My website, elliotmarshall.com. Uh, yeah, but hit me up on the gram. I, I answer everybody, you know, I, I try to answer everybody. Uh, well, so, look, uh, I can yeah. say you answer because we doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I Maybe answer, answer, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I answer. You know, I try to answer. Because, look, no one person is more important than another person, you know? 
and and you're trying to grow your podcast, man. How many how many listens? How many downloads you get a month? Uh, usually I'm in the thousands because I put out so much. So yeah. I yeah. Well, I started my first month was 700. You know. Wow. That, that was my first month, you know, but now I'm not 700 because I stuck with it and I keep going and I keep going. So, man, if I can help you, then then great. Because I, I want look, we talked about Rogan, right? I want Rogan to be like, yo, Elliot, let's go. You know, I know. but if, I, if I'm not willing to do that for somebody else, right, like you're in the thousands, I, I'm more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. That, so so if I'm not willing to help somebody bring themselves up, then why the fuck is somebody going to help me? I agree. And, and so, trust me, I I genuinely from the bottom of my heart appreciate you doing this because you'll be you'll be you'll be me someday, man. You'll be me someday answering somebody else's thing on, on Instagram saying, all right, man, I'll do your podcast. You know, definitely just stick with it. Just don't stop. Oh, listen, I'm I'm all in, brother. So yeah. <laughs> and again, I truly thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. you. And I wish you you all the best with the school, the podcast, the book and everything else you're doing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Um, Thank you to everyone that takes the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate all your support. You all have a great day.